ComC is excited to announce their latest partnership with CGC Trading Cards and CSG. With over 30 million raw cards available in our marketplace, ComC is ready to provide an effortless grading experience for you to buy, sell, and now grade your Marvel, Sports, Star Wars, and TCG trading cards. ComC is thrilled to offer a smooth and seamless grading experience that is available today for all their customers. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. This last week has reminded me about an aspect of collecting that we sometimes overlook. I talk a lot. I know I know I talk a lot about buying and selling cards to create a self-sustaining hobby, but another path that we started with as kids that we can still do as adults is trading, and that was reinforced to me this week with two trades that I completed with a couple of my hobby friends here. First of all, I traded a card with Zan Morning, and he was looking for one of the Ultimate Warrior Quaker Dips cards that I had. I had an extra from some recent deals that I had been making. And so I traded him that card for a few other wrestling card oddballs and autographs and things like that that I was interested in. And we were able to work out a trade there. No dollars were exchanged, only cards. And the second trade that I worked out was with Greg from the Rebel Base Card Podcast. And he had some Star Wars cards that I was interested in, some vintage stickers as well as some vintage Burger King cards. And I had a few extra Opeachy Empire Strikes Back cards that he needed to complete his set. And so we were also able to work out a trade. And so two great exchanges that happened this last week. No dollars were exchanged, only cards. And we both have, I should say all three of us, were able to further our collections and advance our collections in the ways that we wanted to build them. So I just thought I'd share that. Don't overlook that trading aspect. It is still out there. Well, in our interview today, we are going back to the manufacturing side of things. I'm bringing on Matt Peak from Parkside Collectibles, and he's going to tell us about the launch of their company a few years ago and kind of his background in the hobby, what inspired him and a business partner to start Parkside Collectibles, and some of the focuses that they've got here in 2023. And so Matt is going to be joining us here in a couple minutes after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors that breaks new product multiple days a week across Facebook and YouTube. You can find out what they're going to be breaking this week by checking them out at udogcollect.com or you can visit them in their brick and mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee to see their full selection of wax single supplies, even watch some of those breaks live and in the shop. And if you're interested in grading, they are an approved group submitter with SGC, and you can learn more about their group submission program by visiting them at udogcollect.com as well. And when you check them out, make sure you tell them that Wax Pack Hero sent you. Today, I want to welcome Matt Peak from Parkside Collectibles to the show. He is the vice president and co-founder of Parkside and is joining us to fill us in on all things Parkside. So welcome, Matt. Thank you. Uh, very, very happy to be here with you. Uh long time long time follower of what you've uh you've been putting out so uh kind of kind of honored that uh, you would consider talking to me 
Yeah, I look forward to it. I love talking to folks that are inside the hobby, in the trenches, getting these cards into the hands of collectors. And so I'm glad you are free and able to come chat for a little bit today. Before we get into the the details of Parkside, I want to learn a little bit more about you and, and your collecting background. So what is your hobby origin story? I uh my hobby my hobby origin story is Wawa. Uh so I was a uh, a soccer playing rug rat in Maryland and uh one day I was at a Wawa and I picked up a pack of baseball cards and I remember it vividly the uh the first card in the pack was uh 1986 Cal Ripken tops and uh I was hooked my dad and uh, family we've gone to a couple Orioles games but it wouldn't it hadn't become a family tradition yet uh but we had gone to a couple ball games and it was you know Old Memorial Stadium, Baltimore, the Orioles with Ripken, Murray, those guys. It was just amazing. Uh, bought that pack of cards on a total random whim, and it was over. And so, uh, you know, that one pack beget probably seven or 800 packs of 86 tops and, you know, expertly trying to figure out how to cut the cards off the bottom of the boxes. And and then I discovered Fleer and Donruss and uh that christmas i i think i got my first traded set uh which you know had had bonds and canseco and bo jackson and everyone's absolute favorite player of the era pete incavilia and uh it was just it was it was on and then every you know every waking moment was playing sports or getting trading cards along the way you know picked up some football cards discovered my my brother who's 10 years older had some some 78, 79, and uh, 80 and 81 tops football cards sitting in a toy box somewhere. So I think he had three Montana rookies, which were beat to crap, but I loved them. And uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's it never really left. Uh, when I was in college, it was a little bit of a different thing. I would covertly sneak into the Walmart or or the local store, but then, you know, uprooted my life, came to Los Angeles, discovered Burbank sports cards like 10 seconds from my house. And uh, it's just been a part of what I do. Did you have any break in in collecting? You, you know, you said it was a little bit different while you were in college, but many of us took a, a break there, kind of in our early early twenties or so. Did did you have much of a break, or did you kind of Definitely. collect full time all on through that? No, I mean in college it was just it was just such an it wasn't a topic of thought, but every now and again I would find myself craving it, and I'd buy a pack here and there. Sure. Um, the, you know, those are those years where I really wish I bought a lot of NBA product. Darn. Yep. Uh, but it was, uh, it, college is, uh, you know, college is a lot of stimulus yep. <laughs> and, uh, and trading cards weren't a part of it. But, uh, as soon as I was out and, uh, you know, kind of wandering through what was the beginning stages of trying to figure out how to be an adult, uh, I, I found a lot of comfort in sort of walking back into a trading card shop and, and picking up a pack here and there or, you know, uh, I, I've always said when Topps flagship comes out, you know, I got to buy a hobby box. It's just it's just uh, it's part of my yearly ritual. It feels like that's how I know baseball is going to come around. And I'm an Orioles fan, so uh, it's been some lean years. And, uh, and now I feel like that's on the upturn. So I'm really looking forward to the to the 23 Topps product. It's really awesome that uh, from my perspective, we've got that connection of 1986 tops because that was my first year collecting too. That was my first pack of cards too. Was a a solo pack of 1986 tops. What is your collection like? Do you have a primary focus of your collection now? Is it you know Orioles players? Is it you know something else from from your 
your childhood favorite teams or, you know, where's that collection focused? It's weird now. Um, it's, it's very strange because more often than not, I find myself staring at things going, Oh, I really wish I had this and that, but then I'm, I'm like, Oh, you know, it's, it's hard to put a focus on what really is a good collection. So I have three pseudo collections that I'm sort of thinking about now. I have a box of these are things that that I think my daughter will think are is cool down the road. Um, and so it's it's a hodgepodge of stuff. I mean, you know, there's some, you know, there's some uh, some first edition Pokemon in there that are, you know, just random. There's like every single possible rookie uh of 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 like the goats of this first generation of of, of women athletes that have had trading cards Tarasi, bird uh alex morgan uh stuff of that ilk uh you know i've got a i've got a serena williams net pro card that looks like somebody used it in the the spokes of their bicycle but it was the only thing i could find and it it worked um i've got the thing that i that i sort of like is the the weird celebrity rookie cards uh like the jay-z bowman or the jay-z tops chrome um stuff like that that's sort of my little novelty collection and then i i will always be the guy that likes to try and find you know one or two good paper-based rookies of guys that i think are are legends are going to are part not legends but are going to be like superstars like uh sure. Obviously, the fourth collection is everything we're making at Parkside because uh, we're putting binders aside so that, you know, when we're just dust, our kids and our grandchildren can be like, oh, my gosh, this is our family legacy. I like a Bowman product just because, you know, you get those Gunnar Henderson rookie cards pre everybody realizing Gunnar Henderson's a monster. Uh, and you get, you know, you go even further back. I mean, like, oh, God, how uh, Jake uh, DeGrom rookies were, what, a dollar a piece at one point in time? and. Just stuff like that. So I have a nice kind of shoebox of just those cards and top loaders. What are they? Five dollar cards, but you know, you pick them up, you put them in there, and then ultimately one day uh, they're all Hall of Famers, and you feel great about it. This is probably a good time. Then you mentioned Parkside. Let's let's dig into to Parkside. Some folks may not know as much about the company, and so what's the story behind Parkside Collectibles? There's 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 a there's a long and winding road, or there's just like the super straightforward and simple one. Uh, in 2018, my business partner Eric and I were working in television, and uh, that was his path. He had been he had been producing reality television, and 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 some narrative TV for a long time. Uh, I had been a writer who sort of got away from it, and he was pulling me back into it. And we started started looking at things and 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 thinking we wanted to play in consumer goods. Um, and I know saying play in consumer goods sounds ridiculous because it's such a crazy space. But um, we just were like, you know, we have we're talented, we're smart, we can figure this stuff out. And at about the same time, my daughter, who is a soccer player and his daughter, that's actually how Eric and I met, we met coaching AYSO soccer. My daughter, you know, offhandedly one night at Target made a comment about women's trading women's soccer cards because i was buying a pack of baseball cards she was very much getting into the u.s women uh, soccer team in a really big way and she just said dad do they make cards of them and i said no they don't uh and she said that's dumb and it was just light bulb uh so the next day we sat around the table where we would normally talk you know television ideas and put together you know what we were going out with and trying to turn into a business model there and i said you know my kid said sophie said this thing and, you know, we just had done a, we just did a 
board game and kickstarted it. And in the process of doing a board game, we met the people at Cardamundi who make trading cards. And so we had a 10 second conversation. Eric was just like, this is weird. I don't know anything about this space, but I'm ready to learn. And if we can do women's soccer, because both of our kids are into it and it's everywhere you look now, it's just growing. I'd be into it. And so I think like a week later, we had emailed the NWSL. They said, not yet. And so we decided that the not yet is a great thing. Let's go figure out how to make trading cards. Uh, and in 2019, we made our first product with Major League Lacrosse, which is now a defunct league. It got folded into the Premier Lacrosse League. Um, but they were gracious. They were wonderful. They were willing to let two guys that had never made trading cards before, you know, use their use their IP to to sort of figure out how to do it. And, you know, it was it was an absolutely magnificent learning experience. And then uh, two years later, well, not two years later, the next year, you know, we hit the NWSL up again. They said not yet. And then three months later, they were like now. Uh, and, you know, again, complete tip of the hat to them. They were willing to let two guys that really were still learning on the job take on take on this kind of a monumentous uh, or this momentous endeavor. And uh, and here we are, you know, we're still learning, we're still striving and we're having a blast doing it. So Major League Lacrosse was your first product. Ultimately, that led to kind of what is your premier product right now or your your foundational product of the NWSL license. But you also did some big three basketball in that yeah. early couple of years, too. Um, yeah, was, was that also in your first year? That was in 2019 as well. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome. We uh, we had a couple quick, quick conversations with them. Uh, we found out very quickly that Target would be on board with actually stocking some of it. And uh, and so that was a really great product. Another learning experience. You know, we had a lot of fun building that. I think I don't think a lot of people know much about that product because it was, you know, a new company, b strange, strange new league. Yeah. But when we built that product. We were really sort of paying homage to basketball as much as we could. So, you know, if you open those, you get, you know, there's Rick Barry autographs. There's there's uh, Rick Mahorn autographs. There's just all these great players. We bought thousands of tops and Fleer rookie cards of the guys that were in the big three and did rookie card, you know, uh, just put rookie cards in the packs as well. So to my recollection, there was a Dr. J rookie card in there. Um, and I know somebody's pulled it by now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but there were a couple of Rick Berries. There was like just a ton of Mike Bibby's, ton of Lamar Odom's. Uh, it was, it was a fun pro lot, bunch of Lisa Leslie rookie cards. We just had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, and then yeah, 2020 was uh we did uh we tried to do another small major league lacrosse set. We did uh we did uh that was our first NWSL set towards the end of the year. In the middle of 2020, we did probably one of the sets that that we're most proud of. We did a a centennial uh celebration for the Negro League Baseball Museum. I think we made the very first baseball card of Jordan Walker uh and uh Mason Wynn, some like okay. some legitimately like superstar prospects now which I think have flown under the radar a lot. I remember seeing that set when it first came out and it seemed interesting and it's something that people weren't doing is, is putting that focus that, that you guys were having on, on uh, the Negro league there. The, the NWSL has seen some fantastic growth over these last couple of years. You know, I read recently that their attendance rose something like 70% year over year. Their TV viewership was up. How have you been able to take advantage of this increase in popularity? 
I, you know, I, I think, I think we've been very fortunate. We've had great partners with Walmart and Target and getting the product out there in front of people. Um, we've had great partners with the league in showcasing what we're doing. Um, I think uh, it's, it's just really a matter of us, you know, doing our very best job to service the athletes, service the teams and the league and making a good product that people can find and afford. You know, one of our big points with the NWSL um, has been really trying to keep it at this like $10 price point because we're asking a lot of people that are not necessarily traditional NWSL fans, but are trading card collectors to come on board. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it in our in our socials. Uh, and it's pretty great. You know, this year is going to be a, an amazing year. It's a World Cup year. Our uh, U.S. ladies are going to go in and uh, and 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 represent the country on on the global stage in, in what is the largest women's World Cup ever. Uh, so the, the visibility is there. Our job is to just consistently and, and repetitively do the very best product we can, uh, which which every day I promise you we're learning and endeavoring to just get better and better and better. Uh, and uh, and I think uh, I think this is the year where it's really going to all come together. You mentioned the the challenge of maintaining a price point. You talked about the challenge of having some conversations with these leagues in your early years to obtain some of the licenses that you've had. You, you mentioned learning as you produce some of these products. What has been the biggest challenge that you've faced so far as you guys were trying to get off the ground? Production. Production, production, production. It is, it is definitely the 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 it's it's the secret to the whole thing. Um, and I don't think anyone has figured it out fully yet. But you know, you uh you you endeavor to to guarantee that you're cranking out the very best version of your product. And there are always going to be problems with it, but you you hope and hope and hope. But uh, it's it's just like that is the toughest, toughest thing. There is a finite amount of people that can can accomplish, you know, the very best in printing and cutting and packaging. Um, and, and it seems like everybody's fighting to use them. Um, and so they have very limited time and limited resources. And, you know, we're very again, it's it's there are a lot of really, really great people that are that are in our corner or on our, on our, on our, uh, you know, on our side along this process. The other hardest thing is, and this is maybe like one B we have to convince a lot of people still. And, and I think that this is a problem that women's sports has. We're convincing a lot of people that this is just as worthy and fantastic as anything that, 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 you know, the, the boys have had for the last hundred years. I, I I don't hesitate to say this. I actually say this rather quickly and rather happily. Uh, everyone that is avoiding getting into the, the, the women's trading card collecting is really going to regret it in a few years. Um, you can just see the, the seismic growth of, of, you know, let's just use Sue Bird alone. Let's just point to one person. You know, her rookie cards went from, I think, dollar bin stuff overnight. Uh, when she started looking at retiring from the WNBA and at the end of the day, she's going to be remembered as, as one of the greatest, you know, American basketball players ever. Both of those things though are challenges. We're ready to tackle and having a blast figuring out how to do it. Um, onward and upward every day. What's been the most rewarding thing that you've experienced as you've launched Parkside? We used to try and be a lot better at tracking it, but we'd get these pictures 
you know, emailed to us or or they'd share them on socials where it's just kids beaming, holding our cards. That's because it takes me back to 1986 in a weird way. But knowing that we're doing that for an underrepresented group of of athletes that are every bit as impactful, every bit as important to that that kid in that picture, probably to all kids, is the most ridiculously epic feeling about this whole process. Um, and it, it comes in a variety of different forms. There are so many emails we've gotten from baseball card, football card collecting fathers who have a daughter who they've all of a sudden, they've got a hobby together. Um, just like yesterday, somebody on Twitter was just like, my daughter will not stop demanding we buy more cards. And I'm like, I feel your pain because, you know, for me right now, my kid's 16. So she's demanding that, like, we just go to the mall and spend it all in unnecessary clothing. But like, my kid has had moments where she's really gotten into what we're doing and 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 stuff. And it's cool to be able to sit there and be like, you know, this was something that was really important to me as a kid. Here it is for you. There's just uh there's no shortage of amazing parts of what we're doing, of what of what we've gotten to experience because of this. And we saw it in lacrosse in the first year. Um, and we saw it a little bit with big three. We saw it with the Negro League product. Um, but the NWSL has absolutely been the most impactful. You know, we get these photos of the players signing cards at the end of games, and it's the spectrum is is full. It's little kids, boys and girls, all the way up to, you know, men that are 20 years older than I am. And you just start to realize that, you know, we have these these athletes that have always been inspiring. And, you know, we came along and gave everybody just a little bit, a little bit of a something that could connect them, that could bind them. And then these things will become lifetime memories, perhaps even dynastic memories shared through families. It's pretty rad. Some of the smaller manufacturers have focused on unlicensed logo-free products, but you guys have seemed to focus on getting full league licenses from some of the, the smaller or niche or up, up and coming leagues. Why do you feel that that was the right path for Parkside? Oh God, that's a hard question because was it the right path? There's two answers to this one. The first one's going to be the honest answer. The second one, you can do whatever you want with it. The we wanted to we want to be great. You know, we want to be we want to we want to be the guys making the cards that are every bit as prestigious as our our compatriots, our our contemporaries. Um, but it really comes down to the NWSL was our primary goal from day one, um, and you know they were. They were very, very cool and very, very receptive to, for better or worse, two guys that barely knew what they were doing coming in and and, and learning with them. Um, you know, I give them all the credit in the world, and uh, I hope that when it's all said and done, that uh, they're proud to have partnered with us. Now I'll give you the other answer, um, and you can have fun with this one. We're coming for the big boys. Now, I know the big boys are just a big boy now, but they need to know we're coming. So we're going to play in their pool. There you go. Message message received. Yeah. What are you excited about in this coming year? I'm not going to lie, man. The NWSL does have all my attention. Uh, and and as, a, as, a, as, a, as a parallel, the, the U.S. soccer, the women going to the World Cup, um, 
it's rad the uh the level of talent like you know we are all getting to bask in the glory of like meg rapino and alex morgan and we we've been spoiled for a very long time uh in that regard but this young generation coming up uh they have been they have been boosted to a level i don't think our women or really any domestic athletes other than the dream team have ever seen um the 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 foundation that that the u.s women's soccer team has laid out for for the next generation sophia smith trinity rodman mallory swanson um all the way down to you know the Alyssa thompson and her sister giselle all the way down to there's there there are 15 year olds like chloe ricketts the the future of u.s soccer is inspiring and on the men's side too and we just we just get to kind of sit back and watch it um and I hopefully make some great products that celebrate it. Uh, you know, I, 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 we have some other things that we're not really totally ready to start talking about yet that we're hopeful that we'll be able to announce this year. Um, there's also a thing that, that I know there is uh, a lot of hesitant, uh, hesitant, uh, that's, let's, let's not say hesitant. What's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of trepidation in the, in the hobby. Um, we're doing a digital platform. We are going to do digital collectibles and NFTs, um, but we've been very passive in how we've built this out because we've been waiting to really understand what makes it work and what makes it not work. And I think when we do it, which is like probably in like 10 days, I think we're going to win a lot of people over because we're going to do it in a different capacity. We're going to have a lot of physical things that are available only through digital packs, stuff that's going to be really, really unique and really, really scarce. Um, we're also, you know, I don't know how I feel about six digital cards for $75. Um, I don't know if that's really the future anyone's ready to dive into. Uh, but, you know, we're going to try some, some other things. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's going to be a long, it's going to be, this year's going to be really fun. Uh, we're going to get to watch some great soccer on TV. I'm going to get to watch my Orioles hopefully get to the playoffs. And uh, we're going to continue to crank out some great product. We just did our second round of something we call Founders Choice, uh, which is our which is our unlicensed NIL-type cards. Uh, we picked four athletes that were really, really ec ecstatic to work with. Uh, we still haven't announced them yet because we're waiting for the fourth card to get back in. But as soon as we get that fourth card, they'll go. Um, we have some other, I, some fun ideas. We're hoping that, uh, we're hoping that we can get it all done this year. When does your next, um, NWSL product come back, come out? April, probably okay. first week of April. So coming, coming soon here this spring, not too much longer till, till this season's product comes out. Where can people learn more about you and the company? Golly, uh, you know, there are a couple resources, I think, that work out really well. Uh, obviously, our website, so parksidecards.com. But I think you'll learn more from the collectors that have kind of dove into the NWSL and Parkside Collecting on day one. There's a Facebook group. I think it's a 1,000 people strong. They are probably one of the best communities I've ever witnessed. They help each other finish sets. They're very honest about, you know, perceived value, actual value. There's just so much give and take. I think every day there's like 30 or 40 posts of people just working on their NWSL sets. Um, and so if you go to Facebook and you find that group, you'll be welcomed with open arms. 
and 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 that's probably the single best resource. Twitter is another great resource. There are so many people that will post, you know, hey, looking to trade, looking to get this card for my kid. I think we just shared a, a young girl had had her collection, the rainbow of a player's card, and she drew in cards of the two that she was missing. And and so I mean this goes back to that stuff that like we all just celebrate and think is awesome like, but we shared that we boosted it and people were like instantly looking to help her find those two cards, um, you know. We got a pretty pretty fantastic community of collectors, um, and and we're very gracious and thankful for them and hopefully they know that, uh, and and they're they're doing a better job than I think anyone else could ever do in trying to to open their arms and welcome everyone into collecting these, the cards of these amazing athletes. Uh, so that's probably the single greatest resource I can point anyone towards. Anything else you want people to know about Parkside before we go today? We just signed a license with us soccer with the national women's team. Uh, so the, she believes cup is their domestic tournament. Uh, and it happens in two weeks, uh, a little bit less than two weeks. And we, uh, so we have our first us soccer, trading card product coming out it's a uh, it's a team set for the she believes tournament she believes cup uh we're very proud of that um and uh you know i think the number one thing we want everyone to know is we hear everything you say and and uh and we're thankful for everyone that's willing to give us a chance and uh and we hope to bring you some really great product that's fun affordable and 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 connects you closer to these amazing athletes that we're we're very fortunate and honored to represent in this space. Well, Matt, thanks for spending a few minutes today and sharing more about you and more about Parkside. I really appreciate your time. I uh, thank you very much. Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the sports card shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. I get inspired when I hear Matt talk about the launch of their company. Sitting around a table, starting with just a desire and a passion to start something new, something that would make their kids proud because of their love of women's soccer and getting into making trading cards because nobody else was doing it at the time for those leagues. I just love that story and the success that they've seen so far, their willingness to admit learning along the way and admit that they've got a lot to learn but seeing the success and the stories of other young collectors picking up these cards enjoying them with their families that's just really inspiring and I think we can all take something away whether it's manufacturing cards or whether it's just building our own business or building our own collection over time there's something to be said that we don't have to be experts going in but we just have to be willing to learn and put in the work Thanks again, Matt, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I would love to hear any feedback that you've got for this episode, any feedback that you've got for Matt and the, the Parkside cards that you may have collected. Reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at WaxPackHero. I would love to hear what you think, and I'd love to hear any ideas that you've got for future conversations I can have with guests. Thanks. That's all I've got for you today and I'll catch you next time.